reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus withdrew toward the sea with his disciples. A large number of people followed from Galilee and from Judea, hearing what he was doing. A large number of people came to him also from Jerusalem, from Idumea, from beyond the Jordan, from the neighborhood of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so that they would not crush him. He had cured many. As a result, those who had diseases were pressing upon him to touch him. And whenever unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. He warned them sternly not to make him known. The Gospel of the Lord. continue with Pope Benedict and the church throughout the world, including our separated brothers and sisters who are Protestants, praying for Christian unity. We see in this first reading a great illustration of what destroys unity and what makes it in this contrast between Saul and his son Jonathan. David was by far the most effective soldier in Saul's army. He himself single-handedly had defeated the Philistines by responding to the Philistine challenge of having the entire battle settled by whoever would fight Goliath from Gad. And when they were returning from that victorious battle, there was a song being sung which should have pleased Saul very much. Saul has killed his thousands. What a great hero in war Saul is. But then they were saying, David is ten thousands. And Saul became envious, so envious that he wanted to kill his most loyal and most effective soldier. Jonathan, on the other hand, who really had something to fear if he were looking at things from the point of view of the flesh. Saul had been David's anointed, Saul was God's anointed and David wasn't going to lay a finger on him. But if Saul really feared that David would be king, it would be in place of his son, Jonathan. If Jonathan really wanted to be king, then he had everything to fear. But instead, Jonathan loved David. He said, my dad is trying to kill you. He himself intervened to try to save David's life. He appreciated who David was. Envy wasn't going to destroy their bond. He was very happy for all that David was doing, and he himself was willing to die for David. There's much we have to learn here. When, for example, our Protestant brothers and sisters thrive, we should never be jealous. We should be pleased because they really are our brothers and sisters. We're not competing against each other. We're both supposed to be on the same team, even if at times we're not as united as God would want us to be. Ultimately, what's meant to bring us together is the Lord Jesus. And in the gospel today, we see what the whole movement of ecumenism should be focused on. A large number of people followed from Galilee up at the north, from Judea down in the south, from Jerusalem itself, the city, from Idumea on the other side of the Jordan River, from Tyre and Sidon 
way up in Syria. In other words, people were coming from everywhere being drawn to Jesus. So much so that Jesus needed to have a boat ready because the crowd was crushing him. Think about what that is, especially in a Middle Eastern place where they don't respect the same type of distance that we have in the United States or what we call our aura. Here they are all piling around him. And Jesus, just so that people would be able to hear his teaching and come one by one, was asking to have a boat ready as if planned. That's an image of what we're supposed to be doing ecumenically. All of us taking people to Jesus, first in prayer, and then physically trying to take them to the Lord. It's the Lord who is the source of unity, who can bring us back as one family. At the end of this gospel, Jesus says something else, which is interesting and important for our ecumenical prayer. The demons would shout out, you are the son of God. They recognized who he was, but Jesus warned them sternly not to make him known. Why not? Because there were many others who had false ideas about who he was and what type of a Messiah he would be. That he would be a political Messiah, that he would kick out the Romans, that he would satisfy all their material needs rather than come to save them. So that's why Jesus didn't want this false notion of who he was to be propagated. He wanted the true notion of who he was to be propagated. Why is that relevant today? Because to be honest with you, there are two types of Christians, not Catholics and Protestants, fundamentally, but believers, for lack of a better way of saying it, those who are going through the motions. I'm not trying to judge their motives. But we are far more united to Protestants who believe in the Holy Word of God, who try to practice morality, who try really to sacrifice themselves for God and others, than we are to some of our co-religionists as Catholics, who dismiss sacred scripture, who try to say, yeah, I know the Catholic Church teaches this, but I say this when it comes to sexual immorality, when it comes to whom they vote for, when it comes to abortion or euthanasia, when it comes even to things like forgiveness. This is something, I think, that the Lord is allowing us to see crystallized precisely to help us to recognize that what unites us to our true believing Protestant brothers and sisters, not to mention much more strongly the Orthodox churches, is far greater than what divides us. And we need to start accentuating this first against those Christians who don't really believe in practice, because to say that we believe in Jesus means that we believe in what he said and taught and that we try to do it. First, to try to help those who call themselves Christians, who have been baptized, who don't really act on their faith, and then to give a united witness in the midst of the world. Jesus once said, they will know you are Christians by the love that you have for one another. If you love one another, then everyone will know that you are my disciples. And this failure to love as a true big family with reconciliation is one of the greatest scandals ever which is why 
only one of six are Christian. 